What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the One Small Action Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Freeman, and I really appreciate you stopping in. See, One Small Action is dedicated to those little things that add up over time that create an extraordinary life. And the podcast is dedicated to bringing people on who have taken one small action over time and sharing stories and lessons and learnings in life that have led to small actions creating extraordinary things. This is what I've found out in my 43 years of life thus far, and this is what I want to share with you. So thank you for popping in. If you get some value out of the show, please share the show. That's the only way it grows. I don't market this show whatsoever. So screenshot it, throw it in Instagram, tag me, tell me what you liked so we can bring more of that content. And without further ado, let's get to today's show. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the One Small Action Podcast. Today, I wanted to share a little quick story with you. Um, it really is, a, I guess, the, the background as to why I coach the people that I coach. And it really comes down to this. I grew up the child of a single mom for most of my life. And when I sat back and I watched my mom run herself into the ground to make sure that I was at my sporting events, that I had the clothes that I needed, that I was fed, that I was taken care of in every way, shape, form, or fashion, one thing I always noticed is that she didn't do a very good job taking care of herself. She operated on candy and soda and whatever may or may not have been left over from after feeding me. And I didn't notice at the time so much so that she wasn't necessarily sitting down to eat with me, that she didn't necessarily eat breakfast. I didn't know whether or not she actually ate when she was at work. I certainly didn't ever really see her take care of herself training or working out because she was so busy working. If it wasn't work, work, she was cleaning the house. She wasn't cleaning the house. She was cooking. If she wasn't cooking, she was helping me with my homework. If she wasn't helping me with my homework, she was taking me to a sporting event and she wasn't taking me to a sporting event. She was doing an odd catering job to make more money. The, the woman never stopped. And I am who I am because of her. But one thing that I realized when I grew up was I want her to be around for a long time. And I knew that the mentality that she would live to 100 is probably going to serve her. She believes it. She keeps moving. And, you know, if it, if it works out the way that it works out, I, I think she will be around. So I, I am hopeful for that. But that isn't always going to be the same for everybody. Not everyone has the same optimistic mentality. Not everyone is able to operate on limited food and keep moving forward, if you will. The, the determination, the sheer grit uh, that... I see single moms have is absolutely phenomenal and genetics play a role 
and lifestyle factors play a role. And single moms that I see today have a, a lot more distraction, a lot more on their plate. I mean, I guess that's a, it's just different, right? And so as I got into the training world, I said, I want to help single moms give themselves permission to take care of themselves. I want to offer the perspective that maybe their child might have to them and say, hey, I'm willing to take a step back for you to take a step forward. You can explain that it would keep you around longer. I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that my mom said, hey, there was one thing she did actually, I'll segue real, she did Taekwondo for a while and she was moving up and getting the belts and I think it came down to not being able to afford it at some point. Hey, you know, just like maybe my sports kind of came around. If if she would have came to me and said, like, I need to keep doing Taekwondo and I need you to step back for a minute so I could do that. I, I, I know I, I would have said yes. Um, if, if she showed how much it mattered to her, if she let me know that it would have allowed her to live longer and keep her around, I know I certainly would have done so. But the point being is there was very little she did to care for herself. And I wanted to work with single moms or moms, not just single moms. Cause guess what? I see this with moms now, just super women working a job, taking kids where they need to go doing the cooking, doing the cleaning. I see it all the time. And what I often get when I'm coaching them is, hey, when's the time for you? Oh, this is the only time I get for myself. And half the time when I was coaching, what I learned is, is they weren't even there. They weren't even present. They weren't even in the session. They were doing the work, but they weren't in the session. And so through that, like, I just became more and more passionate about saying, hey, slow down. Hey, let's breathe. Hey, let's focus on your nutrition. Hey, let's focus on a strength goal. Let's set, let's set a goal for you to achieve. Let's move you forward. And out of it came this, this passion to work with moms who are there for us kids. And in doing so, end up neglecting themselves in a big way. I mean, I just saw it. I just spent the weekend with a group of moms for a volleyball tournament. Just, man, we didn't, we weren't able to get the best nutrition. I'm not sure that it was only uh, Hannah and I that actually got a little bit of a workout in, which wasn't that great. But ultimately, it was drive there, be there, go to lunch, go back to the hotel, run to the mall, have the kids do the thing, have dinner, run back to the hotel, try to get a little bit of rest in, wake up in the morning, make sure the kids are fed, make sure they're at the tournament, make sure that they're getting things done, sit around, surviving on coffee and bad food cart food. I mean, each one of us talked to someone tried the burrito, disgusting. Someone tried the tacos, not very good. We brought some stuff, but even that like ran out at some point. And I just watched like snacking on this, snacking on that. The 
the lunch we had at Old Spaghetti Factory. Uh, I took a picture. There was only one meal item that was 500 calories. The rest of them were 1,800, 1,900, 1,500, 1,800. And if you ate the whole meal and the bread they served and the spumani at the end, like calorically speaking, a lot of calories would go in. And we don't even realize it. So we're stressed out, limited sleep, lots of calories going in, running around being super women for their kids. All the while risking their health. Cool thing I did here is that a lot of them did have some kind of training protocol, some kind of training practice. And I was pretty proud about that. But ultimately what I learned is what I've already known, which is you moms out there push and do so much for us children at the expense of your health and well-being. And I wanted to be a trainer that I wanted to say, hey, wait. Hey, wait, let's make sure we're taking care of yourself. Doesn't have to doesn't have to be done in a way that you end up neglecting the kids. It, it can be done. We just gotta be a little bit mindful about it. So that's how I got into coaching moms. And the majority of my my clients tend to be moms. And a, a majority of my passion goes into coaching moms. Just trying to say, hey, give yourself permission to relax. Give yourself permission to train. Give yourself permission to rest in between sets. Let me stand on this barbell for you so you don't actually get a set in because you need to rest in between sets to recover. It was all birth because I was raised by a superwoman. And, you know, as, as I get older and she gets older, you know, I start thinking about these things. I start thinking about her health and how many visits I got left. How many more visits do I have? If I see her three to seven times a year and she lives another 30 years, God willing, right? That's 90 to 210 more visits. I mean, that's, that's asking a lot, right? Because Average life expectancy has her somewhere around another 12 years. That could be 36 visits to 84. Like, imagine that. Imagine if you you knew you're only going to see your mom 50 more times. So that's why I, I do what I do. That's why I work with moms. You know, and then the other person that I like to work with is kids. And the reason I like to work with kids is because... I know a lot of kids are out there wanting to do great for their parents. And sometimes some of them play sports for their parents, not for themselves. Some of them play for themselves. I know I wanted to do great. My mom put all this effort into getting me there to play a sport, and I wanted to do great. And I didn't really love weight training. I didn't know how to make it fun then. And... A lot of the weight training for kids now is overcomplicated because the competition has gotten so great in sport. It's you got to do sport specific this, you got to do this, you got to train here, you got and it's becoming like a full time job when it was supposed to be fun and sport's supposed to be fun. And part of having fun is winning. To be truthful, kids have a lot more fun when they're winning. 
And so how do you, how do you ensure that? Well, one thing that I noticed with kids that isn't focused on enough is just getting them stronger. Just getting stronger. Let's get them stronger. Let's get them comfortable moving in space. Let's get them comfortable on one leg and using one arm. Rotating, not rotating. Resisting rotation. Let's build an aerobic base so they can kind of continue to do it over and over again. Let's teach them the foundational principles of nutrition so they're healthy and well. And let's just make them better. All that stuff translates. When someone gets stronger and a little bit more powerful, they can compete a little bit better. So again, going back to that same volleyball tournament, watching so many girls out there playing, some someone some of them had really strong serves and some of them their serves weren't as strong. And a lot of it was just strength. They have a great coach. Technique is there. But it's just just not enough strength, not enough power behind that. So how early is too early to get someone's strength training? I mean, for those that would be against weightlifting for kids, which there's been enough proof to say that that's not really a huge risk factor, you would start with body weight. Body weight and body space awareness, they're moving their body weight all the time in these sports. There's no reason they can't move their body weight in a way that can build strength for said sport and or just for health and wellness, right? And then to add a little bit of weight to it and use some some weights, that's a big deal. That could be super helpful, and that could propel the kid forward. But think of the things that it also does when a kid's able to serve, when a kid's able to get to the ball to return it, when a kid's able to do these things, the confidence it builds is amazing, and a confident kid is an amazing kid, especially in this day and age, right? Because everything is against being confident. Like, there's these ideas that we have to be this and we have to be that and we have to be able to do this and do that. I, I mean, I did it. I competed for years. And it's, like, really hard on myself. So giving giving a kid a little bit more strength to be a little bit better at whatever they choose to endeavor in gives the opportunity to build confidence and building confidence as kid in kids is, is what I would consider. I mean, it's a duty. It's a duty. We're going to raise this next generation strong and capable and confident. It's our duty. It's our duty as adults to pass that down. It's our duty as parents to do the best we can to create the most confident possible child we can and then life is going to be life but we want to put them in the right position to be successful so i like coaching kids i like working with kids and building confidence and strength so that can translate to sports and i like to work with those same kids mothers to say it's also your turn you can't just live to take the kids from place to place and neglect ourselves because our kids need healthy parents so between working with healthy parents and working with kids, it was all came from being the product of a, a single mom. I wasn't the fastest kid. I wasn't the strongest kid. I played. I played with huge heart, but I didn't. I, I a little bit more strength and a little bit more power at those in that day and age would have would have served me very well in the confidence meter. 
And then someone coming in and, and let my mom know that she was important too and that she needed to take time for herself and she needed to take care of herself and, and kind of show her the ropes and teach her a little bit about nutrition, teach her a little bit about down regulation, teach her a little bit about just honoring herself and not putting herself last. God, I would have been so grateful for that that person. So that, that's how I came to be who I am today and why I train and who I like to train. And I thought I should share that with everybody. Honestly, I just pushed play and started talking. So it's a little, uh, thank you for bearing with me today. I often do that, but like, you know, I'm always honest with each one of you guys. And I think that's part of my podcast, just, just sharing openly. I read something my mom wrote a long time ago, and it kind of choked me up a little bit. And I was like, that's why I work with moms. She's always been there for me. And I want to let people know why I work with moms and why it's important. And why I work with kids, because I was that kid of that mom. And I know what would have helped me. And just because I had that sporting experience this weekend and I played sports my whole life, I, I, I get it. I mean, seeing my son transform between his junior and senior year from a strength, he was an undersized varsity football player. We put as much weight and strength on him as possible, and he was still an undersized. But he was, he, he was much more agile than me, faster than me. When he played, I was bigger, but like the, the kid played with such heart and just to see that transformation that COVID gave us because we were able to train together for a long time was, man, was amazing. To confidently walk out on that field and play was amazing, you know? And I just want to pass that on to parents. I want to work with parents and help give them permission to care for themselves. And then I, I like working with kids to help build that confidence. And I just thought I'd share that with you, maybe maybe to clarify it for myself and at the same time, clarify it for my audience. But always, thank you for tuning in. As always, always just take one small action. Today, my one small action was push and play on this post and being vulnerable and sharing. Totally unformatted and just direct. It's real and raw, that's what you get. When you take one small action, Good things come from it. Like I said, I didn't know what I was going to say before I pushed play and and the clarity that came about of why I train who I train and for what reasons was amazing. So today I challenge you to take one small action. What can it be? What have you been pushing, putting off? What's one thing you can do? What, what one call can you make? What one website can you go open up and sign up for? What... What commitment can you make to yourself and then just go push play on that? Can you can you put $50 in your savings that you've been wanting to save and can you just slide it over? You won't miss it once it's slid over. I don't know what your action is, but I encourage you to take it. One small action leading to extraordinary results. You won't notice it until you notice it, but I challenge you to take that action today. All right, everybody, that concludes another show on the One Small Action Podcast. Again, I am your host, Matthew Freeman, and I really appreciate you having 
giving me your most valuable commodity, and that is your time. If you did enjoy the show, I'm just going to remind you one more time. The way that you can help me out is to share the show. Let others know about what you liked. Let me know about what you liked. Or you can head over to Apple iTunes and give me a review. A five-star review helps the show get seen. In 2022, my goal is to show up a little bit more often for you and provide a little bit more of that content that you've grown to love. So thank you again for joining in. And until next time, have a wonderful day. And remember, take one small action at a time and it will lead to extraordinary things.